Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's our take on it with Deborah and Jackie. We're back in the studio and we're continuing our religious journey. Uh, we're so delighted that everyone is enjoying our podcast yes. and getting the essence of the message that we're trying to convey. It's it's marvelous to hear their wonderful responses and feedback. Keep it coming. And we, we thank you from the bottom of our heart. Yes. Yes. We really appreciate all the positive feedback that we've been getting and people tends to be a little bit more enjoying this segment of our spiritual journey yes definitely and we're going to continue it today deb by the topic of wisdom wisdom yes and let me give you a scriptural reference right off the bat so we have a foundation for what we're about to talk about the scripture is proverbs 3 5 7 okay which says i lean on trust in and am confident in the lord with all my heart and mind and do not rely on my own insight and understanding in all my ways i know recognize and acknowledge him and he directs and makes straight and plain my path I am not wise in my own eyes, but I reverently fear and worship the Lord. That is like my go-to memory verse. I love it. I love, I love it. it. Me too. I love it. So it's all about wisdom. And so Jackie. Yes, Deb. And wisdom is knowledge. It's knowledge. It's knowledge. And I, I like to say in a more precise way, what wisdom is, is doing right now what you're going to be happy with later on. That's right. And I think that is such a brilliant statement because isn't there anything that is more, there really is nothing more horrifying than looking back on something you've done and saying, oh boy, if only I had thought that out. Yes. If I only I realized what the long-term implications or consequences would have been, I would have done something differently. Hindsight, if I knew then what I know now. Hindsight is twenty twenty, <laughs> isn't it? Yep, for sure. And, and it's really scary. And we've all said that statement. If I knew then what I know now, Lord have mercy, my life would be so much better. Yeah, it's I true. would be in a such better place. But that's the life lessons that we've learned. And a life lesson, Jackie, is a powerful piece of wisdom, knowledge, insight, or self-awareness that you adopt to improve yourself, your relationships, and your life in general. And you often need to experience life in order to learn these lessons, you know? And the more life you experience, the more lessons you accumulate. And I always say, I'm the student and life is, is the teacher. And life has taught me that once you learn the lesson, you can apply it to your life or share it with anyone um, at any age if it applies to their situation. Oh, definitely. And here are some important statements, I think, that reflect on that concept. Like, mm-hmm. are you applying wisdom or uh, what do you actually say to yourself? For example, Deb, do you practice what you preach? Oh, gosh, no, I don't always practice what I preach. You know, insanely enough, I'm being honest. I, I, if, I, if I sit here and say, girl, I practice everything I preach, I'll be a liar. And there's no room for lies in heaven. So I don't always practice what I preach. However, I do give instruction to others that I sometimes don't follow. Like for instance, as a parent, I would say to Jonathan, you know, listen, I need you to do this, but I know way back in my life, I never did that. Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's just like a parent who smokes or drinks is telling her children, listen, I don't want you growing up like me. And she has a cigarette in her hand telling her son, I don't want you to be a smoker. I don't want your daddy. I don't want you to be like your daddy behind bars. And meanwhile, she's telling her son not to be a smoker. She's puffing the hell out of that cigarette that's true and they love to say you know get off of your devices do something else go out and play you know um find something to occupy your time but yet every time they turn around their parents are on the devices exactly they're either gaming or they're walking from room to room in a lengthy conversation you're not giving your kid the impression that they should control their time on electronics when you spend all of yours on it 
No, but this is very this is very much a very hard piece of lesson that I think people has to follow to practice what they preach because people are so hypocritical. Very much so. They're very hypocritical like, you know, you... and they're basically they are non-accountable. Yes. People don't like anyone to kind of go back and remind them that they didn't live up to something yes. that they had said. That that is a point you that know, is... that's going to raise a lot of anger and hostility. And that and, and that's the part comes in where know when to keep your mouth shut because the tongue has the power of life and death to those who who will who who love it and will eat of its fruit. That's another life lesson, Jack, and I'm sure you've learned that when to keep your mouth shut oh, and my to goodness. turn it off and turn it on. Well, let me give <laughs> let me give a brief example, if I may. I Please mean, do. A few years ago, I had an experience that really taught me a life lesson, and mm -hmm. I keep it with me all the time. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I go back and use scripture to refer to the changes that I needed to make because of my behavior. Mm -hmm. But to cut a long story short, Deb, you used to be a manager at a prominent yes. clothing store in a mall that I frequented because it was close to my area. I did my banking there. I did my grocery shopping. And one day I was in there to pay a bill and I had the crisp Canadian hundred dollar bill. It's and you know, we love those brown, <laughs> love those chocolate brown hundred dollar <laughs> bills, you know, and I was ready to pay my bill. And I tell you, I stopped in the ladies room for a New York minute. And as soon as I checked my purse coming up the stairs, there was no hundred dollar bill. It's gone. I flew back down in a rage searching the stall, searching the whole bathroom, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I even saw a couple of ladies pass me, and I thought, man, one of them has my $100. <laughs> and I started to get more and more enraged, you know? And by the time I got to the top of the stairs, the first person I saw was a security guard. Oh. And boy, when they say hit me, he Let got me tell hit. You, <laughs> you hit him you. with your best shot. I, I'm, I'm, oh, I can never forget that. In my, and he was my friend. Because, you know, I talked to all the security guards it's in the mall. True. And he came flying to me. He's like, Deborah, what's wrong with your friend? What is she crazy or something? I'm I hope you're you, not like that. I just came right in his face. I didn't even give him any personal space. I shouted at him. I said, what is your job in this mall? Why can't you find my money? Get into the ladies room and find my damn money. I was so out of control and it was so embarrassing. I now realize that I really set in his mind an image of me that was just not going to disappear. You know, weeks after, if I would come in the mall when I used to get a pleasant nod, they would just walk away from me yeah, in another direction. They would avoid me. They didn't want any contact with me. They just thought I was completely unhinged. And I realized that when I get upset, I didn't know that I had the capacity to be so volatile and so insulting toward people. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I have to change this. This is just not good. Mm -hmm. This makes me look bad. And it really just shows me to be really low class and common, you know, when people see that. So I have really used the scripture. I've gone through the scripture and I've looked up scriptures about anger and self-control. And I realize now that being calm gives you tremendous power. Mm -hmm. Even when something doesn't go your way, you just have to kind of be very Zen and mm -hmm. learn to just say, wait a minute, there is a problem here, but there is a way to solve it without going off on yourself or going off on people. And let me tell you yeah. something. I've known you for as long as I've known you. And I've also had a piece of your tongue. <laughs> and let me tell you something. It was not pleasant. It was written and it was verbal. It's it was true. not pleasant. But you know something, Jackie? Yeah. Since you've started church, I have seen so much tremendous change in you. Thank you like, very much. Mentally, that yep. is. Because who you were versus now, nah, back then have nothing on who you are now. Well, have thank nothing you. That's on wonderful. who you are. I'm so proud of you. 
you know and and that's 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 what we talk about life lessons is either you 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 grow and change or you stay the same that's and, true. and you've changed now the other life lessons that 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 i have experienced is that treat others the way you would like to be treated and uh that's another beautiful one dad because the truth <laughs> is you know uh, some people are relentless gossipers and yes. I have to admit, I used to have a bit of that myself, you know, that I could go out for coffee with friends and we could just be sitting on a bench in the mall and it would be like, are you kidding me? Is she with him <laughs> or, or couldn't he do so much better? You know, and it was terrible, but it was a way to kind of interact with people, not realizing that your behavior is so out of order, you know, and completely void of of any kind of godly decency or character but you know what this statement is is so like it's it's so frightening because treat others the way you would like to be treated and i mean i like to be treated like a queen but i can't treat everybody like a queen or a king i know but the thing is sometimes we demand respect yes you know from a partner or in a relationship and yet we don't respect people very easily exactly. like a lot i know a lot of women uh, uh with their boyfriends or their spouses they can call them sloppy. They yeah. can call them lazy. They can call them an idiot. All this kind of is names. not respectful. Yeah. And yet, if you turn around and call them and say, oh, come on, dear. What kind of a fool are you? They'll be like, what? You don't <laughs> call me a fool. But yet they turn around and they literally, you know, make attacks on the person that they're with repeatedly. Here's an example. I had a girlfriend of mine when I used to work at the bank. And she constantly, if she did something wrong, she would say, oh my God, I'm such a bloody idiot. And one day she did something wrong. And I said, oh my God, you're such a bloody idiot. Oh, oh, who told me to say that? <laughs> She's like, who the hell are you calling an idiot? I go, exactly. but you, you called yourself that. You set the standard for yourself. Yep. So I, I was just saying what I thought you would have said to yourself. Yep. She goes, well, ah, let me be the one to say to myself, you don't say that to me. And she didn't talk to me. Yeah. And she didn't talk to me after that. And there's your lesson. You learned, that, really. I learned yeah, that. You learned I cannot it. take the same advantage that people take of themselves upon another person. Very true. Yes. Yeah. No, it's 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 not going to work. Here's another one, Jackie. Another life lesson is do not embrace societal morals if it doesn't apply or add value to your life. I mean, add value to your life. How many things in society that we try to induct into our life that does not, it does, it do nothing for us mm. at all. That's at very all. true. And that can be so broad based, Deb. It can be, it, it, is so it can white. be the people that you talk to. It can yeah. be a social situation that you find yourself in. Yeah. Um, it, it can be, uh, if you enter into a financial scheme because you think there's an easy way to, to get a fast buck, it can be so many things that you really have to have the ability to say no to right off the start yeah. because you know that they compromise you morally. And once you dip a toe in, it's really hard to pull the whole I'm foot out. I'm telling you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you might as well go whole body, all body in. Yeah, it is. You know? It's very so difficult. that is something, and I think that is something that society struggles with because it's an extension of the men and women that we have into this society because society is the one that's raising them based on their values and not the value of their parents or the loved one that they've raised with. It's not the traditional value. It's a societal value that people are raised by now that, that set them apart. That's true. And and just wanting to do their own thing there yeah. and set their own standards yeah. and kind of find a clique or a group of people that think like they do. Yeah. And if you don't, they want to isolate you. So yeah. that's a difficult thing. Here's another good one, Deb. Do you try to change others without facing your own limitations and failures? Honestly, like, can you, you cannot change someone's personality. 
maybe behavior can be yes. adjusted. But are you the type of person that makes no allowances for um, somebody else's flaws, but yet you expect people to accommodate yours all the time? Well, the, and, and you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that because um, I've been in a relationship, my ex-husband, uh, I, I think the goal was to change me to become the person he wanted me to become. But my personality is my person is my identity. I can't change that. Yeah. You know, I can't change that. And so, you know, without going into too many details, I think it had a lot to do with value system. Yes. You had your value system and he had his yes. and they were highly incompatible yeah. because you would have had to compromise a lot to, to live life on the terms that he wanted and you I to live can't. in. And it would be hard for I you. Can't. There are yeah. places that he would want to go that I don't want to go. Yeah. There are things he want to do or try. I don't want to try those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, oh, you're a boring person. No, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm a, I'm an extrovert. Yeah. And you're an introvert. But how the hell do you go from that to want to be an extreme vert? You yeah. know, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, crazy. it's crazy. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So here's another one that I've learned. Um, always believe in yourself because there are people who may or may never believe in you. Hmm. That's that's so powerful that, you know, you almost have to think before you respond, because truthfully, we're always surrounded by people who really do not build us up the way they should. Yeah. And that includes people who we think of as a close friend mm -hmm. and most definitely our family. I mm -hmm. mean, how many kids, when you listen to them and they talk back about their life or their upbringing, they always say, oh man, you know, my mother told me that I was a fool. My mother told me that I was a loser, mm -hmm. that I would never amount to anything. This is the worst possible thing, especially coming from a parent. Regardless of how your child behaves, never curse your child mm -hmm. by the things you say, because that is what you're doing. You're cursing their life mm -hmm. to tell them, or worst of all, you know, we, we live in a society where there are broken relationships. And that means that one parent is raising a child or more than one child without the other spouse. Don't badmouth them. But a lot of a lot of people today live by yeah. validation too. A lot of people be, live by validation. They rather people validate their life to say, well, I believe you can do this and not that, as opposed to you believing in yourself that you are able to do this. Because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can. But and this and is the fact the thing. that people don't yeah. even take that into consideration and depend on the public's opinion or their friend's opinion really set them up for a downfall Beautiful. because your yep. self-reliance mm -hmm. is always the best because it's your go-to person. If God did not tell you you're a failure, who are others to tell you you will be a failure? If God never tell you that you are going to do this or you're going to, who are you to take that upon yourself to believe otherwise? Wow. You cannot. And, and you know, the significance of that is, is so dynamic that you can't underestimate it because what makes a 14 year old child take their life mm. because some idiot on a computer abuses them, you know, repeatedly. And they think they have no value Yeah, because they don't know what God's word says about you, how precious and wonderfully made you are and how much value you have. If you don't know that, like you just said, Deb, you're listening to societal mm -hmm. visions and views about what they think of you. And basically that means squat in the end, mm -hmm. but people don't have enough conviction to uh, not attach significance to it. So it's always terrible. believe in yourself. Yeah, believe always in yourself. believe in yourself. There's nobody who could tell you better. Believe in yourself. Here's another life lesson, Jack. Hmm. And I love this one so much. 
The first rule of honesty is to be honest with yourself before you can request honesty from others. To thine own self be true. To thine own self be true. Wow. Yeah. To thine own self be true. And this is something like a lot of people expect. You go, do anything you want to do to me, but don't ever lie to me. Yeah. But who on this earth never told a lie? I don't think you can find anyone. I don't think so either, because yeah. if that's the case, then you will be perfect. Yeah. You will be perfect. Whether it's a white lie, a red lie, a black lie, it don't matter. A lie is a lie. Yeah. And if you don't have all your your ducks lined up, to be honest, you, you're not you're not really that much. And sometimes from people think person. they're protecting each uh, a person by lying because yes. they think that the truth could be more damaging than telling a lie. Yeah. But then you set a bad precedence because you're always going to have to cover. You're always going to be in that position where you, you tell have a lie to, find to cover a way. another lie. Yes. Yeah. To get yeah. out of a situation. Yeah. So it's really tricky. I mean, you you have to try. I I think if you are honest with yourself, and I think that means that. Even if it's painful to tell somebody something or you come to a realization about yeah. that person that is heart wrenching, it's better to be honest with them at that point than to drag this dissatisfaction or this fear around with you until it becomes implosive. You know what I mean? So sometimes facing the truth is, is painful and mm -hmm. it hurts and it has consequences and it has consequences, but it is better than, than building a facade. That's eventually going to come crumbling down. And the Bible did say the truth shall set you free. Yes. And, and, and the, 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 the fact remains, whether you're a child or an adult, your choices and decisions have negative and positive consequences. And you're never too old to learn. You're not too strong to cry. And you're not too weak to try. Mm, so you, yep. you really got to do what you got to do. And when, when all fails, the truth stands alone. It does. And it eventually will always come out. So you may as well be completely honest with your feelings, your thoughts, and just be your authentic self. Yes. And, and that really means, uh, regardless of what people think and, and tell you that, that that's not going to work, or if you act that way, you won't get that job, or you won't get that recognition, or you won't be part of a group that you want to be, uh, walk away. If it means compromising who you really are and the things that you really believe in. It is, it is a work in progress for it everyone, is. Yeah. for everyone, including myself. It is a work in progress. And, um, any other life lessons you have, Jackie? Well, I think there's a couple more, Deb. I, I think one of the things is too, uh, for instance, uh, do you embrace material things void of spiritual guidance? And what I mean by that, are you somebody who really lacks gratitude and appreciation? Mm. And you don't support seed faith giving. That is, you never give back to the society that you live in. I think that's really terrible, especially when people say, well, I can't pay my bills. So why should I give money that I don't have? Mm -hmm. You know, that is really bad. That's not the principle upon which you should live. You shouldn't live just to accumulate and accumulate. And we can go back to a former U.S. president that built people out of over $31 million mm -hmm. in two months by fabricating a lie. And, and the truth of that is that that is not a person who cares about people because at that time, people are standing in food lines, people are starving, people need something. And all you can think about is feeding your own greed and everything. And it does come back. Well, that, that brings me to the, to the next life lesson. The most expensive debt anyone can carry is spiritual bankruptcy. Oh, the word bankruptcy alone tells me that you're a write-off. Yes. You are a write-off. There is no way of coming back. But when you're spiritually bankrupt, let me tell you, you ain't got no life. You ain't got nothing going for you. 
you, 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 they might as well just scrape you up off the ground like these ice on the floor. Yeah, it's true. You, you're done. So you need to rid yourself of that curse and get into the realm, you know, the, that spiritual realm where God can wash you from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet and bring you back because spiritual bankruptcy, you know, I don't think anybody want to face that. And, and that, we have a and lot that of that in society. Means, that basically means that you are running your own life yes. without God. That's yes. what it means. And that's a really bad way to live, you know. Uh, that's a bad account to it's, have. It's a bad account to have. I mean, you've got to make peace of mind your highest goal. Yeah. And Jesus is our wisdom from God. Okay. That means that we have to live in, in with a spiritual connection. Okay. Where we, we don't live with hatred. We don't live with division. You know, we have to apply wisdom in every part of our life, Deb. And this is what the, this is what we're talking about when we give these statements. For instance, wisdom in your health. Okay. You can't eat junk food all the time yeah. and don't exercise and be overloaded with stress because that makes you feel bad mentally and physically, and it can cause premature death. That's not using wisdom. Well, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Exactly. And you cannot max out five credit cards and think you're using financial wisdom. No. You, you just can't do that. And the solution to our problem is really trusting in God. And First Peter 5, 7 said, cast all your problems on him because he cares for you. He, you know, he said all, he didn't say some. And the problem with us is that we take some of our problems to God, like the most important ones to us, we bring to him for him to solve. That's why he's not able to solve your problem because he knows you're not being honest by bringing everything to him. He's not going to solve some today and then wait until you're comfortable to bring the rest tomorrow. No, if you're going to go, carry it all. Carry it all. He said, my yoke is easy. Yeah. He's bring it all. Don't bring some because he said that he can solve all your problems, not some of your problems or your big problems, all of your problems. So why not take it? Yes. All, and, all he, at once. and he knows everything about you. So, yeah, the so truth you, there's is, no hide. There's nothing that you can hide, but at the same time, you cannot exasperate everything on your own terms and then go to God. No, yeah. you got to lay it all on the line and have that trust and faith to know that God is going to give you a solution. But then you got to add the other thing to it, which is patience. And patience is really tough for a lot of us well, it is because a it's a waiting me. game. You know, from the moment you pray for something until the time that you get it might be a long, 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 long time in between. Yeah. But what is it? What, it, what is 10 days for us? It's like 10 seconds for God. Yeah, so we, true. we so our, our timing is not God's timing. And we got to remember that. And we don't just go to God because we need solutions. We got to go to God because he's worthy of our praise. That's he's worthy of our worship. He's worthy. He is worthy. He's not that kind of person where you, you, you just use him as a solution to your problems. You know, you gotta be more than that. There's gotta be a lot more meat. There's gotta to be the that, pot. that intimacy as we yes. talk about. I love that word intimacy because that means that you feel so comfortable unloading everything that concerns you on God, mm -hmm. that there is just such a personal uh, relationship that you are building that, you know, there's, there's just no barriers up. You can say anything to God. You can talk to him at any time. And this is what people have to realize. Go for a walk and talk to God as you're walking, you know, sit on a bus and talk to him. You don't always have to be on your knees praying. You don't have to pray for hours on end. You can have your own relationship that is as casual as ever, but don't lose sight of the foundational principles because that makes you wise in God's eyes 
And that gives you the ability to live God's best, which is what he wants for and, you. An abundant, full, fulfilled life. And we're not trying to say serving God means all your problems are going to be solved. Because believe you me, even us who are serving God, we still have problems. We well, still Deb, have trials. No, no we offense. still have tribulation. No offense, but you're not smart enough to run your own life. I, I, I am not. <laughs> That's why I gave up a long time ago. Yeah. I gave up on that one because a life without God is no life. And as Solomon says, it's meaningless. Yep. So that's why I create affirmations. And affirmations are statements of powerful words put together that are meant to affect your behavior and shape the course of your life in a positive way. And that's what I've done to help control my, my anger and, and my implosive qualities. I've done that and it has slowly changed me, as, yep. as you so graciously pointed out. So, I mean, I think that's really a wonderful way to, to focus on things. And the goal of repeating and practicing affirmation is to change your way of thinking, to go from being negative to positive and change your habits and create a better and, and sustainable life for yourself. And I think we've, we've all, we've all encountered that and we could encounter that. It's never too late. Yep. And as we continue this journey, we just like to kind of conclude by saying that wisdom is really the ability to overcome. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we will eventually get to the point where we talk about people of the Bible. But a lot of great people in the Bible had inner fortitude in trusting God. And we all have to remember that we're not alone in the problems that we're facing. We've got to take away that false pride and mm -hmm. sort of sit in a corner and say, oh, why me? Why is this happening to me? And realize that things have been worse in the past. Even pandemics have been worse than the one we're currently experiencing. Mm -hmm. But now we have a lot of great science to help us and God has given us the wisdom to overcome. And we have to apply that because we're in a battle. There's spiritual warfare going on out there. And a lot of the negative things that we're facing right now are evil. There is a Satan out there. There is a devil out there that is plotting evil. And we need God's goodness to overcome that. Man, man and the devil has put this together for us. So you know what? We got to we gotta run this race without being weary. We got to walk without faint. And the only way we can do that is by putting our trust in God. Yes. And I hope that this segment really brings some clarity. It really bring, sheds some positive lights on your life. I don't know what you may be going through or whatever it is, but just know that you're not alone. God is there for your guidance. He's there for your protection. Call he's, upon him. Yes. He's able to save, deliver, and heal. And if you don't use him, like, like when the doctor prescribed a medicine for you to use, whether he said two, three times a day before or after food, that's exactly how you need to use God. Use him. Don't be afraid. He wants you to use him, but don't abuse him. Wow. And so, nice, Very and good. so, and so we hope that this spiritual meat you know, comes to you in, in, in a good way because it is meant to really edify and glorify God. Yes. In, Take in, your time and sense. digest it. Yes. Cut it into small pieces and, and, chew and on just it. chew on it. Yes. And it all makes a lot of sense in the end. Trust me, it will help your digestive system spiritually. It will. <laughs> my name is Deborah. And my name is Jackie.